Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Erwin Wills. Erwin is a mindset and business strategist and a trained hypnotherapist who empowers entrepreneurs to boost their business and themselves so that they can confidently deliver their added value without feeling like an imposter. Hey, I love that. Welcome to the show. Well, thanks, uh, Mark. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Can you just like expand a bit more on that and tell us a bit more about, you know, the kind of people that you serve and where your business is today? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I'm in business for seven years. I started out as a hypnotherapist, as you mentioned. And after two years, I saw a lot of unused potential with my clients, but they didn't come to me to... Mm. activated and used potential. So I changed my focus towards coaching and I've been doing ever since. Um, it has been a struggle to finding my own niche, you know. Um, first, I pitched that I was transforming um, experts into entrepreneurs because my clients were experts in their own field, mm. but they weren't entrepreneurs yet. And when I started working with a lady that was very uh, big in PR, she challenged me to to downsize my niche, and I started to focus on technical experts. Um, so that was my first niche because I could very pinpoint them, and I've got a technical background myself. And two years back, uh, female entrepreneurs crossed my path. So and they're struggling with the same challenges. You know, they're introvert, at least the ones that came to me. They think they can't sell uh, was one of the limiting beliefs I had myself. Um, they don't like to speak in public. So, and when you want to entrepreneur, you have to speak up for yourself. And they use jargon a lot, which means they're going to lose the connection with the client. And I help them with that. Beautiful. Um, I love that you just dropped in that you help people with overcome a, a fear, a belief that you also won't struggle with. So um, can you describe a couple of those those beliefs that you you used to have and you've been able to overcome and now you're able to help so many other people to do the same? Yeah. Um, well, to, to explain a little bit that um, in, in, in our field, we talk also about left brains and right brainers. And I'm a left brainer, so I like to think a lot. I'm a lot in my mind. And... I had this fear of uh, losing control, right? That Mm. was one of the reasons I would never consider doing hypnotherapy 
But uh, for the for the audience that's watching the video, you can see a little picture of my two boys in the background. Those are uh, adopted. And via some research, I came to hypnotherapy that could help my boys with overcoming their uh, the, the issues and problems and challenges they have. And my wife and I said we should actually do the training if only it would help the boys with that. <laughs> and we started the training. And after the first training, I was I was sold. You know, everything I loved came together. Um, so I'm now a certified professional hypnotherapist, uh, among other <laughs> titles I have. And it's one of my biggest talents and skills. And it's you're still in control, but in a different way. It's your subconscious that takes over, and that's uh, so. That was one of my fears of not being in control. And mm. when you're an entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur, and you you gain some some experience, there's a lot of things you can't control, and you have to get used to that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of things. Most things you can't control, especially in the business world, as you're growing as you're launching as you're scaling your business most things are out of your hands and it's up to you know coaches mentors the people around you to be able to guide you and help you through those those times yeah and that that might be a struggle as well that you know when you're just starting out you want to have uh success a lot of success and preferably uh as soon as possible so there are a lot of people out there that claim you have to do this, you have to do that. And look at me, I'm no different as you. And if I can do it, you can do it as well. And I I follow those people. I bought the courses and trainings mm -hmm. only to recognize it didn't work for me until I got this insight that it's, it's another time, you know, when I'm doing it, when they had their success with their uh, method and what they want is that you sh should become a clone of them right and if you become a clone of them and do exactly what they do you might have the same results but it also means you're you're distancing from from your authentic self mm. so when i got that insight and i thought yeah i shouldn't just blindly copy what they're doing because that's not my way I just start focusing on the principles, why it's working for them and how I can use that in my business, right? If somebody says to you, you know, you should give webinars and if webinars is not your thing, don't do it because it should fit with you. And if it fits, it works better. Love that. Finding your intuition, listening to, to yourself. Um, all these tactics work. Sales calls, webinars, VSLs, um, adverts, whatever it might be, free challenges, everything works, but you have to be able to, one, stick with it, actually give it the time you need, and two, authentically know that this is the right thing for me. I'm enjoying this. It actually works for me. So I love that you brought that up, the ability to realize, huh, I'm just told to do this. If it doesn't feel right, you have to be able to make a shift. As long as it's your intuition talking and not that voice of safety of, oh, it's uncomfortable. I just can't do it because it's new, right? Exactly. Yeah. Love that. So you've gone through these, these challenges, these fears, and you've been able to come through this. And now you, through your life experience, you've got gained these, these life skills. 
to be able to help more people. Um, so what do you love best about working with the people that you do? Oh, that's a great question. The, the, the best thing I love about working with my clients is when I see them transform without them even realizing it. Um, I had a session last week with a, with a client and we're ending their, uh, the program and if I can see how she's grown in, uh, in a year time, it's amazing. Mm. You know, first she was, she thought she couldn't, um, she felt like a little girl when she was going to network meetings, you know, that all the other men were more, um, experienced more mature as mm. as she was in in entrepreneurship and now she's giving um trainings to high executives from the middle east and when i reminded her last week of that she said yeah you're right i'm just doing that and i feel great about it right so uh, why should the others be better than i am they're not so just this realization seeing how she's grown that's that's what feeds my energy and my soul. Love it. The way you said that, it sounds like sometimes your clients maybe don't even realize the changes that have happened. Um, how do you help keep people on track and actually show them and make them realize, look at the shift, look what you've been able to achieve. Um, it's it's incredible. Yeah, well, um, it's when you're... Um, you know, we we talked earlier. You got four uh, step kids. I got two adopted boys, and when you see them each and every day, you're not seeing how they're changing, right? Until you go to a birthday of somebody in the family, and they they haven't seen your boys for, let's say, six eight months, and they see Jesus, they've grown. They're <laughs> so big. And, what do you mean? You know, not bigger mm. than last week. Yeah, but they're, they've grown since uh, six months. So those kind of things are also with your client, you know, and you should uh, giving them this constructive feedback and make them realize that they're actually grown. I remind them of how they were like three months ago, four months ago. And then they realize, yeah, I'm growing and it's actually fun. And it's the, I guess that way, sometimes it's, your clients can have massive shifts in a short amount of time. Other times it can be incremental. It's the accumulative effect that comes through, which is, which is fascinating to, to see, but it's so hard to judge it. Exactly. Do you, with your coaching, do you find that it is that incremental change so that maybe the small, the small habits, the small patterns, the small beliefs that are removed it's working on these small things consistently that does yield some some incredible changes. Oh, definitely. You know, um, it's it's those little things that the the creating new habits that stick with people, right? Mm. <laughs> you can, for instance, you can uh, go on a diet, you know, and lose. Uh, several pounds or kilos in three months time but when you stop at that and uh, you've reached your your end goal what then you you can fall back into old systems right but if you make incremental changes in your lifestyle mm -hmm. 
it will impact and this this weight loss will stay because you've adjusted yourself to a new uh, lifestyle just by making little incremental shifts it will make a difference you know it's um like i said i'm a left brainer so i like to to um i'm a, i'm a great fan of math right and if you would only change 1% uh, a day and you would leverage that you know if you do that times 365 it's it's incredible how much change you have made that's that's a very good point it's it's these small things just going just doing one more i mean the world is filled with you know 10x this and 100x this and whilst there is space for that there is the methodologies behind that really do work it's also those figures are they're quite big and it's quite hard for our brain to sometimes comprehend what that actually means and if we become distanced it becomes unreal and we then lose belief but just to do one more or one percent extra a day yeah you're right the cumulative effect is, is huge it just it just reminded me of a little example I sometimes use with my uh, with my clients as well. Um, if I would challenge you, could you lift a cow on your shoulders and make one little knee bend and stand up again, like a squat, right? Uh huh. Could you do that? Probably not. No, but could you do that with a, a, a newborn calf? Probably not. I have no idea what a calf weighs. Well, let's let's say that that, that the newborn calf would weigh about, I don't know, sixty kilos. Mm-hmm. Could you yeah. do a squat, right? That that that's plausible, right? Hmm. Now let's assume that you would do that with a calf. You know, that's just uh, newborn. And you go into the meadow, and you've, of course, you've confirmed with the farmer that you're allowed to do that, and you make it. You make like five squats with a calf, right? And you will do that every day, right? After a year, that calf has grown into a full-grown cow. So if I would repeat the question, would you be able to lift a cow on your shoulders and make a squat? If we do it like that, you probably could because if you do it every day, you know, this, this one or two kilos that the calf will grow in a day, that's not that hard. If you keep doing that day after day after day, the calf will grow into a cow. And it's about conditioning, in this scenario, your body, conditioning your mind to not realize the changes to just keep on moving. Yeah. Beautiful. So you don't have to do things called turkey. You can just start small and keep incrementing those small steps. Mm, Because that cold turkey, I mean, we're we're in January right now recording this. And so everyone's had the news resolutions. Most people have failed by now because going too big, it's it's too much of a shift rather than making incremental changes. Um, So if you if you are still going, yay, you if you're not, you know, it was probably the wrong thing or the wrong way. There are different ways of doing everything proven by your wide range of certifications and qualifications that you must have a beautiful armory that you can pull out to be able to help people once you diagnose what's going on how can you help um so tell me more about this range of of work that you do well i always say that that 
the first step of change is becoming aware, mm -hmm. right? And I actually have a very fun uh, three-step challenge that I do with my clients as well, and you can do it with your clients as well, to prove the point that people are limiting themselves without realizing it, that they're more... Mm -hmm. They, they can do more than they give themselves credit for. Um, it's, very, it's very simple, but the effect can be uh, quite big. Um, there are two physical challenges and one mental challenge. So the first physical challenge is I want you to use one of your hands and reach it up as high as possible and make a mental note on which height you reach with your hand. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Perfect. Now, for the second challenge, it's also a physical challenge. I want you to use that same hand and reach it even higher than you just did. Let me know if you succeeded. Huh. Probably got a bit extra, yeah. Okay. Now, the third challenge, that's a mental challenge. It consists of only one question. Why didn't you do that the first time? Beautiful. No idea. I think I've reached my limit, but with that extra coaching, that extra pressure, it was, can you just do a bit more? Yeah. Well, I didn't put any limitations on you, right? I just asked you to, um, to raise your hand as high as possible. And the beautiful thing is actually that you decided to stay seated, right? You could have stood up. You could have climbed to your desk telling me that the ceiling is limiting your hand from reaching higher. I actually, when I do this exercise with, with people, sometimes they ask me if they're allowed to stand up. And the only thing I do is just repeat the question. I want you to raise your hand as high as possible. And they decide themselves to stay seated. Ah, you're sneaky. I like that. So to be able <laughs> to understand what resources you have. Yeah. Understand well, the limitations it, that you set on yourself. Right. It, it, it's all about framing, right? You put yourself consciously or subconsciously in a certain frame. And within the frame, you think you do the best you can mm -hmm. until you're challenged to get out of the frame and you realize you can do it better. I must, I must make a little note that um, if you would do this challenge with children, I would uh, use the mental challenge, like the question I'm asking, uh, I would use a different one. I would say to them, do you see that you can even do more than you gave yourself credit for? Because that has a positive, uh, has a more positive intention, right? If you mm -hmm. would ask, uh, why didn't you do that the first time? It might imply that they have done something wrong. And I don't like to do that with, with children. You know, with, with adults, you can, do, you can challenge them on that. With your children, I would like to end with a, with a positive question, you know? Oh, did you just realize you can do even more than you gave yourself credit for? And I, yeah, I actually did better than the first time. That's number one. What you're trying to get across there is with this exercise, this test is amazing. I want to just highlight what you just said with the questioning because how we frame something is huge. I mean, we one of the elements that, that we help people to understand is communication. Why is the most confrontational word in the English language? When you say why, it brings back the childhood. Why did you do this? You must make an excuse. You must <laughs> justify rather than asking for you know, how. 
what you, what were you expecting yeah. to achieve from this? All these things. So that that why question, I think, is a it's a slight tangent we're going on, but it's like that's that's incredible. And you brought out so eloquently that yeah, it can be harmful. So everyone, watch your whys. Be careful of it. Use use them wisely. Yeah, perfectly put, uh, Mark. Thank you. I try. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Uh, could you try lifting one of your hands, please? What do you mean? Well, just try lifting one of your hands. Lifting it where? I don't care. Well, <laughs> right. Um, that's not hard, is it? No. But you didn't listen to what I said. Which is? I asked you to try lifting one of your hands. And what you did, you just lifted it. You didn't try it, you did it. Okay. okay. Because when you're using try, um, it's it's implying it might be hard and it gives you an exit mm -hmm. when it becomes hard to quit. Ah, so this is now getting into the, the levels of commitment. You can, you can dabble, you can yeah. try, or you can do whatever it takes and really go hell for leather. What level are you looking at, right? Exactly. So since you were talking about communication, I thought, you know, it's uh it's helpful to to indeed to be aware of it. Yeah, words words matter, but also interpretation matters. And everyone's got a different interpretation of the same words, probably due to different experiences. I mean, we're we're from different countries, different cultures. So our interpretation of the same word, the same phrase may be completely different. Plus the what we've been through with our with our family, what we've digested on TV and news and TV and all that stuff, right? So exactly. all these things, it's our oh, the the waters are muddied. It's it's not so black and white. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> nice. So hey, look, we're in 2023 now. So what's where's your business going in in this year? What's what's your plan? Where's your focus points? Um, currently, I decided to launch to introduce a new service because I'm in a coaching business, and um, I want to inspire more people and make coaching available for them. Mm -hmm. So I decided to deliver high-level coaching for a low-entry price, just so that people get to know me, they get to know the, the benefits of coaching. Um, so I'm creating a community where people can uh, ask any questions they have with regards to mindset, with uh, entrepreneurship, with sales, with everything that's challenging for them. And I'll answer that or one of the moderators if it's, it's growing uh, bigger and bigger. Mm. I want to go live there um, to do Q&As, to, to discuss certain themes that are playing, uh, that are actual in the group. Um, maybe offer a hot seat where somebody can put on the challenge and me and the other uh, participants will, will give them feedback on that so that I can uh, reach more people, help them make a positive impact. And if they want to go level up, they can always use my, my other services. Oh, that so that's, that's my focal point for, uh, for this year to, to, to create momentum with this community, this inner circle I'm uh, launching very soon and see where it goes super i think right now everyone is screaming for more community more connection so it's fantastic that you're offering this at a yeah an affordable price 
and to get the that stepping stone, the the rewards, the the results that we're all looking for. Fantastic. Oh, and look, thank you so much for your time. This has been an absolute pleasure and so much fun talking. Those who couldn't see me on the podcast, yet my hands were flapping all over the place. So um it's been it's been really cool. Where can where can people find you? How can they check you out online? Um they can go to my website, which is millionairelifestrategy.com. Or if you're looking for Erwin Wills on LinkedIn, I'm more than happy to connect with you. And um, yeah, those are the main channels that, that people can find me. Beautiful. Well, Erwin, thank you so much for your time again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their (laughs) earballs. All the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See you next time. Bye.